Okay, so my question for you today is would you rather go back to age five with everything you know now or know everything your future self will learn? Oh. Oh, that's a really tricky question. I know. I know, that's why I picked it. So, know know everything that I know now at age Mm -hmm. five or know everything about my future self? I think I would, oh, so if I go back to age five, do I, I still live a normal life from then? Well, age? yeah, so is this really... is the, the argument okay. I have is that you'd have to go through puberty again. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but then you would know everything that you knew now, so you wouldn't be like shocked when weird stuff yeah. happens. Oh. That's actually a very good point. Um. I think, actually, do you know what? I think I would know everything about my future self because this is getting deep already, but I think that everything that I've gone through up until now was a lesson and that a lesson that I needed to learn and I wouldn't have those same experiences if I went back in time. And I'm grateful for everything that has happened up until now that's taught me lessons. Yeah, I completely agree I with that's, that. I think that's the answer that I'd go for, yeah. So I'd, I'd know everything that I know now but go back to age five. Cool. That's you'd be like do. a, yeah, you'd be a smart, super smart child. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe I could like get into Cambridge or something. <laughs> yeah, early doors. Yeah. That's the thing. You get a whole another round of trying to perfect your, mm. your academic side as well. Exactly. Yeah, I would definitely do that. Oh, saying that though, thinking about it, if you knew everything you knew now. What mm. if you wanted to try out a different way of life? So if you wanted to go into a different kind of area, you know um, what I mean? So say you were like doing computer science now, but then actually you wanted to be, let's say, an actor or, you know, a dancer or something like that, or, you know, anything like that, like a complete flip, you wanted to see what it's like. That's... Oh, oh that puts you a little that? bit... Oh. oh, this is too deep for me. I can't even... <laughs> Well, it's going to get a lot are, deeper. <laughs> yeah, there are pros and cons of both. And Definitely. would I want to read? Would I want to redo everything? And would I want that shot of going to Cambridge? I don't know. Well, I don't know. That's the answer, really, I, isn't it? The the anxiety about the future. I would like. I feel like I would want to know what's going to happen in twenty years. Yeah, just to see. Yeah. I think. I think yeah. I, I think I would have to do the future one. Okay, so is that your final answer? That's my final answer. I feel like on who wants, I'm, I'm on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Is that your? Final I was answer? about to say you'd now won a million pound. Oh yay! See, I knew this was in the in the pipeline for future me. That's the result. You if you choose Boom. looking into the future, you get told that you're going to win a million pounds. <laughs> oh, that'd be yeah, but that'd be lovely. Yeah, but then you have got the constant. I mean, I don't know really because you never know when it's going to happen. But then I suppose you yeah, do. Yeah, that's if you, true. Yeah, that's fine. Well, yeah. plan ahead. We go. Plan my spends. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm still going to buy crap, though. <laughs> oh, of course. There's no stopping me. No, there's no stopping me. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to episode 15 of Quarantine and Biscuits. Uh, today I'm joined by the brilliant... Sophie Barber. 
We go for jazz my name up a little bit there. There we go. You know what? People are getting more and more jazzy with it. So oh, really? like they'll introduce themselves, but like da 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 da, it's me. And it's like it's quite funny it. because they, yeah, I love it. I think it's just funny. You can tell a lot about people <laughs> on how they introduce themselves. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, and could you give me a brief intro about yourself, Sophie, just to give us uh, an idea? Oh, who am I? Um, so, um, I'm Sophie. I'm 20 years old at the moment. I've known Dan. Oh, Dan, how long have I known you now? Maybe four years? A few years, years now, yeah. Um, four years too long, I say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, at the moment, um, I'm working. I'm working in communications and PR. Um, didn't go to uni, anything like that. So I've got a little bit of a different path to people, um, uh, a lot of people my age. Um, but there we go, riding the wave of life, as you do. Exactly. We all take our own journey. Mm. <laughs> we do indeed. Very good. <laughs> well, before we, we get into the, the main topic of the of this session, um, you could probably see from the title actually saying that. But um, yeah, it's just a a very big topic so I just mm. wanted to say now that obviously I'm trying to condense it down into about a half hour-ish sort of slot so you know if we don't cover something it's not because we don't care it's just because it slipped our mind this occasion and time limits you know time limit restraints and all that stuff so yeah with that being said mental health mental health what yes. a, a big subject broad topic and very broad sensitive yeah. for a lot of people as well so I, I suppose the the reason that mental health is so important to me and why I wanted to discuss it when you asked me to to come on was I'm I've not been um quiet about the fact that I have suffered with mental health problems for a few years now um, I'm very open and honest about it um I think that we as society have kind of um evolved a lot over the past few years i think if we went back mm, yeah. five years ago mental health was still a very taboo topic um and and that was actually kind of when i started my mental health journey really um and i found it really difficult at the time to get help um but if i look at five years on now everything that's out there resources um but also just being able to chat to your friends I think people are a lot more willing now to have these difficult conversations um so it's it as you say it's a really really broad topic and there is so much to discuss um yeah but um if I kind of like give you a little bit of a background for me so I I suffer with um anxiety so I've got generalized anxiety disorder and um I also suffer with depression um so I kind of I never thought that I was depressed and that sounds like a really weird thing to say but for everyone that knows me I'm actually quite the extrovert um and I'm like very talkative you can't shut me up a lot of the time um <laughs> like to be involved um but it's, it's kind of I think it's the whole kind of behind closed doors thing um yeah and they do say actually the people that are, are most vocal or the um that appear to be the most confident are actually the ones that maybe have have those things um hidden um and uh, i think that goes for i mean if we look at like robin williams uh, i mean how incredible was he but we know yes. now everything that he went through yeah um, it's a it's a scary one it is and and i think it's really difficult to um 
to sometimes tell if people are struggling um but as I say so with with like my anxiety it it started about five years ago um didn't really know what anxiety was I don't think um I mean in school we definitely weren't taught about mental health um and uh, on hindsight I wish we were because I might have recognized the sign sooner yeah (laughs) um but one can hope that that I mean I don't know if it has has changed now if we kids are taught about it in school I'm not sure but um so it was like for me this the start of the journey was um I was just feeling sad all the time I didn't really it was it was it was a sudden thing um pretty much it was it was like all of a sudden I kind of lost interest in everything um there was a lot of times in the morning where I didn't want to get out of bed and um obviously my parents were, were probably a bit like oh well this is just this is just a teenage thing you know yeah. it's just a face um but it, it wasn't a phase and it turned out that I probably had a few things like a little a, like deep rooted issues that I'd never addressed um anything like that so um I ended up talking to a school counsellor at the time actually um and I mean we didn't particularly get on I think I went through maybe three counsellors at school <laughs> um and uh and it I mean it didn't particularly help um I think it was helpful to have that kind of person to speak to um but it it wasn't the greatest so I went through the NHS but as we know the wait times for that are so long yeah um and that was uh it didn't didn't work for me either didn't find that particularly helpful when I finally got onto that um and then I went uh, for private counselling I was very fortunate that my school actually helped to fund that um which uh, is not the case for a lot of people um, and so I'm uh, kind of eternally grateful for that because I had a really good few sessions of that but um as we said you know it, it got expensive um and they would only pay for so many sessions and, and that's another barrier for people getting help is is the cost um because you know with it with the NHS as, as much as we adore the NHS and are so grateful they just don't have the capacity um to see everyone and so you can end up waiting for eight to 12 weeks and in 12 yeah, weeks time you've it's deteriorated a long, long time. <laughs> it's a long time to sort of dwell in you know that condition mm. if that makes sense it's it's frustrating as well because obviously it's almost like you are actively seeking help but mm. you can't get it and yeah it, you know that then adds to the whole the issue really it just makes it worse and blows it up even bigger to the point Absolutely. where you know it gets too much yeah, completely but, agree. Yeah. It is really, really hard. Um, and counselling, counselling and therapy isn't for everybody, as well. I think I've I've worked out that my, that maybe isn't the best thing for me because I I I think I struggle with being because they ask you all these specific questions. Whereas I'm, I mean, you probably tell already. I can't shut up, so I, <laughs> I talk and talk and talk, <laughs> um, and I'm quite happy just to talk about things but I don't like the directed questions of how are you feeling today how does that make you feel (laughs) yeah I'm like well I just want to I just want to (laughs) chat I just want someone (laughs) to talk to um but what actually worked for me in the end so the the most recent thing that I've had um is cognitive behavioral therapy um and that has worked absolute wonders for me and again that doesn't work for everyone but I think what that did for me was it taught me how to uh well, it, it does it, it teaches you how to behave and how to unlearn those kind of anxious feelings yeah. um and so what we kind of worked out was that when I have my kind of phases where I go into a slump 
um and it, you know it might happen it might happen every week or it might happen once a month I might have a really good period and then all of a sudden I'll be hit with this like oh I'm really not feeling up to it I don't want to get out of bed today um all of that kind of stuff we've actually realized is that when I've not got things to look forward to that's when I have those slumps and yeah. that is kind of like the whole extroverted introvert thing so it's like I want to be out doing stuff and I want to be out seeing my friends but at the same time it's like oh sometimes I would rather just stay in bed all day and not get up um, yeah definitely I'm not in the mood for socializing or whatever it is um but my kind of it, it was a weird it was like a an action plan or, or my um kind of uh a prescription if you like and it's a weird way to put it was actually to have things planned um, and so it was my kind of homework every week for my CBT was to go away and plan something, go away and do something, and then come back next week and, and let him know how I felt and was I better off for going and doing something. And nine times out of ten I was. Um, and don't get me wrong, we all need our downtime. Um, yeah, definitely. But I think for me it's like if I'm doing something, I'm not thinking about the anxiety and I'm not thinking about everything that could go wrong because my mind's preoccupied. <laughs> So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I know it's I know it's a silly question, but I mean I'm gonna be asking a lot of questions because I've had my experiences with it, but obviously everyone is different, so it's mm. you know, it's good to get an insight. But in a sense, is that to you healing the problem, or is it just almost pushing it to the side? You know what I mean? Just, like say like yeah. you're you're doing things to sort of forget about it, but it's still is it still there for you? Or you know mm. I I know it, obviously this is a question that's got many layers but i'm just wondering out of curiosity like is that something that you you see it as or do you see as this is healing the the issue so it's a really interesting question because i asked my therapist the exact same question because he said obviously he was saying to me you know go away and do something but i'm thinking but does that is that just me pushing it to the side and trying to put it in that little pocket of my brain that's going to then just jump out at me later when i have got the downtime um so that yeah it's a really interesting question and a really tricky one to answer because um in a sense it is pushing it to the side and trying to forget about it and not address it there and then um but the other side to it is that long term it's it I think it's for me it's knowing that I've got something to look forward to um and that it's not just you know, I've got however many years ahead of me of, like, doing absolutely nothing. And I know that that's not the case for everyone, but that's just how <laughs> yeah. my mind works. Yeah. And so I, th- I think a lot of my anxiety is around not having something, like, not having something to look forward to. And my mind tricks me into thinking, oh, you're going to be miserable forever and you're um, you're not going to have anything to look forward to you're never going to go and and have fun with your friends which is a lie it's a lie it's my brain telling me is my brain telling (laughs) me this stuff but trying to make me believe it but so I think I think that having something to distract me it is a it's a short-term solution but long term the actual kind of um that the lesson to learn is that if you're planning stuff you've always got something to look forward to so again it's different for absolutely everybody um but in my case I think it's it's just knowing that I've got something to look forward to and something to get out of bed for if that makes sense well that's it Um, and I think that's what a lot of people need it it is that reason to get out of bed because you know like you say the mind is is a powerful thing but also you know it can be your greatest enemy and it is 
I think a case for a lot of people. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm very, I'm generalizing it almost, but for a lot of people, it can be that they don't have a reason to get out of bed. They don't want to get yeah. out of bed because there is no reason for them to get out of bed. Um, so it, yeah, it's like I say, it works different for everyone, and mm. obviously that works for you, um, which is good. <laughs> which is you know, it's good mm. that you sort of found that that work. But I mean. What would you say? Like, I know it's hard, but have you got any advice for people that are still looking for, effectively still looking for that reason to get out of bed? Yeah. Is it a case of trial and error to see, you know, what they could do? Like, mm. you know, planning things. In in your example, could that work for more people? Was it just solely you? Do you think? I think it does. It it does depend on on how your anxiety works, and yeah. the reality is that my the way that my anxiety works is not going to be the same as um the person next to me who's anxiety who's got anxiety and theirs isn't going to be the same as the person next to them and so it's really difficult because actually a lot of um people's anxiety is about very simply leaving the house that that presents a lot of challenges for a lot of people um doing a you know a very very simple thing um to to us is is just pop into the shop to get a, a pint of milk that actually could be what is keeping people in bed because they're so anxious about going out and mm, um and it, yeah. it does work differently for everyone else. So it would be it would be unfair of me to say plan stuff and you'll feel better because that's just re- realistically is just not it's yeah, just not how no. it works. But that's what works for me and I think it is it is a trial and error um of of what works for you and what helps you kind of make that step to get out of bed in the morning. And of course that's that's not my anxiety is not only about the future and not having stuff to look forward to. Um, I get a lot of anxiety about, um, I mean, if I've got to stand up to a group of people, um, I get really anxious about that. I think everybody does to a certain extent. Um, I think if people didn't, I think it would be maybe a little bit weird to be able yeah. to stand up to a group of however many people and, and, and talk. Um, but my, uh, kind of my, my biggest anxiety actually is in, in closed spaces. And that's what really... Um, really kind of sets me going and um is the, the root cause for a lot of my panic attacks as well I started having panic attacks um a few years ago now um and the first panic attack I ever had was on the tube um and I think I was I can't remember where I was going but I was out with my dad and all of a sudden I just I couldn't breathe and I was on the tube and I started crying and I couldn't catch my breath and I I, I swear to god I thought I was going to die because I had never had anything like this before um and I think it was like the the panic of not being able to get out of the train if I needed to and because we were so packed in I think it was rush hour as well and so yeah I mean it's everyone's worst nightmare like every day I've been packed into those horrible tubes um but that like I don't know I've never had problems with like enclosed spaces or anything like that before but um ever since then I have so I think that was kind of almost like the trigger um and so I actually work in central London so when I started my job I was thinking oh my gosh how am I going to get through every day on the tube because of it was the the anxiety of being back in that place where I had that first panic attack and I think it again it kind of like ingrains itself into your mind doesn't it and you think it's going to happen every time yeah um but it's about managing it and it's about um trying to control your breathing I've learned a lot of really great breathing techniques um so one of my favorites is four seven four so you breathe in for four 
through your nose, you hold for seven and then breathe out for four through your mouth. And just having those kind of, um, that just that time dedicated to just thinking about your breathing, that's what really, really helps me calm down. And when I can, I mean, it, it took, uh, we're talking probably about five years now of, of practice of yeah. these breathing techniques, but now I can feel if I've got a panic attack coming on, I've, I've managed to kind of train myself to stop it in its tracks early on. Um, and so again, that's that's a really good technique for people with anxiety is breathing. So yeah, four seven four, um, and that's that's what I always do, and that's what works for me. But um, uh, there are other kind of breathing techniques out there. There's like five six seven. There, I mean, it's it's all different numbers. It's yeah, like, whatever works for you, I guess. <laughs> um, but the key is just to hold your breath as long as you can, and then just exhale. Um, but yeah, that's that's another thing that works for me. Breathing techniques, another thing, uh, mindfulness. I yeah. love a bit of mindfulness. Well, I was gonna say, you know, um, I well, you answered my question. I was gonna ask about, you know, what did it feel like for a panic attack? Because I don't think I've ever had one. Mm. Um, so it's quite interesting to get an insight into what it could be and what it, you know, obviously it's different for other people. But I think the general feeling of the panic it sounds silly the panic but like your whole body sort of yeah. shuts down almost it's very weird but um no i i was gonna say um you were talking about the 474 there mm. did you learn that yourself like as in your own research or did you get told that by you know like professional of some kind was it self-taught or if that you know if that's the case whereabouts could you get that information for anyone that might be struggling at this point? Yeah, so my, so my 474 was taught to me by um, one of the many counsellors I've seen, as I've mentioned. <laughs> um, and um, that was a, a real turning point for me, actually learning that breathing technique, because, it, I mean, it took a lot of practice. And when I say you have to practice, I was literally, I, I would kind of just sit in bed or whatever at night and, and just practice that breathing routine to train my mind in in a sense to know that when I'm doing that breathing everything's okay um, and that everything will be okay so you almost kind of train your mind to um, instinctively do the 474 so as soon as you feel like there's a, a, a little bit of a threat or um, a panic so in my case if I'm stepping on a tube and there are a lot of people on there and I think oh gosh I'm getting a little bit hot and, and panicky now my brain instinctively will know okay no it's fine let's just let's just do 474 and and it will be okay um so i did learn that from from one of my therapists but there are there is a wealth of um information out there so one place that i would really recommend is mind um the mind website have got so much um information and resources on their website um and i think uh, they have got a lot of bits about breathing as well cause that's a really pivotal part of anxiety is is breathing and I know that sounds really silly because it's like well why should I think about breathing our body just does it but actually sometimes just to think about your breathing it it gives you something to focus on and also it reminds you that you're still alive and (laughs) yeah and and again I know that sounds it sounds like a, a funny way to think about it but another thing my therapist told me is that if you're having a panic attack you you do you, a lot of the time you think you might die because as you as you mentioned earlier body kind of goes into shutdown and it goes into this kind of like fight or flight mode and it it doesn't know what to do because your body's in shock and it's it's kind of like oh my gosh what is going on but actually breathing if you can just try and focus on your breathing 
you can sit there and think, right, okay, now I'm breathing, I'm alive, I'm not going to die. Yeah. It's fine, I will get through it. Um, and that's the key thing to remember when, when you're having a panic attack as well. And I know it's so difficult in the moment because in the moment, all you're trying to focus on is staying alive because you think you might die. Um, but I, you kind of mentioned about what are the telltale signs of a panic attack and it's actually a really good question because I think a lot of people have probably had panic attacks and not realised. Yeah, um, definitely. They present themselves in all sorts of different ways. Um, but key things that, that you can kind of recognise as a panic attack is struggling to breathe, so shortness of breath um, and fast, heavy breathing as well, trying to catch your breath. Um, you might come out um, in a sweat, you might be very hot, um, you might feel as though you, you can't see what's going on around you. Um, it's, it feels like you've almost kind of blacked out, but you haven't. Um, and uh, all, all sorts of things like that. So just um, hotness, breathing, those are kind of like the signs. And I'd, I've heard um, quite a few kind of like anecdotal experiences of people having panic attacks where they thought they were having a heart attack. Wow. Um, it's like similar I mean, obviously, I've never had a heart attack, so I can't yeah. tell. And that's very <laughs> yeah, unfair to, to say, to, oh, you but... might be having a heart attack. <laughs> but a lot of people have said that, that they thought they were having a heart attack because their heart was beating so fast out of their chest that they felt like it was just going to go. Um, and it's really, really scary, but you have to try and focus on your breathing and you just have to think, like, you will get through this, you will survive. A panic attack cannot kill you. Yeah. Um, and one of my therapists put that in a very harsh way to me. She said, you're not going to die. And I felt like she was kind of attacking me, saying, like, don't be so silly. But she wasn't. She was just saying to me, like, she's trying to drill it in my head. Like, it's a fact, you will isn't it? That's, die from this. That's the thing. It's reminding you of the of the fact. Because at that point, all facts and, you know, previous experience and knowledge goes out of the window. Because mm. solely in that moment, you're panicking. There, you know what I mean? You, yeah. There's, that, there's nothing there that you can sort of cling on to. So the fact that, you know, she's putting it so... I think putting it so harshly is is because it's yeah. a fact, isn't it? It's trying to remind you yeah. of the truth when your body is trying to tell you otherwise. <laughs> and as harsh as it sounded at the time, it's stuck. Yeah. And so that's like, that's what I kind of remember. Um, and you know, I'm very lucky that I don't have them too often now. But I did actually have had one for the first time in months, um, right in the middle of lockdown. And lockdown was a really, really difficult time for a lot of people. Um, whether you've got uh, mental health issues or not, I think actually it was it was challenging for everyone in, in very different ways. But I had I had a panic attack in the middle of lockdown, and um, I was I was just sat. I was watching Netflix, and and it just happened. And I had I had no idea what the trigger was, anything like that. Mm. Um, but it just happened. Um, and because that was the first one that I'd had in such a long time, it really caught me off guard. Um, but again, going back to the breathing techniques was what really helped me. So I would, I would just say if you, you know, if you are struggling with anxiety and or depression, um, try and, uh, pick up some breathing techniques. There's, um, videos on YouTube, all sorts of stuff like that. And, um, a good thing to, to research is mindful breathing. Um, because again, that teaches you a lot about, um, how to control your breathing and also specific techniques, um, to calm you down um all sorts of stuff like that so yeah mindful breathing is a very very good thing to to investigate well what i might do is i might get a lot of these from you and stick them in the description anyway just so yes they're there of course. people can click them if they need them um 
Absolutely. Because, you know, like, there are so many. <laughs> I'll try. I'll put oh, in a few. There's only so many I could fit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. There and it are can so sometimes many. feel a bit overwhelming as well. I think when you're looking for resources, you're like, oh my gosh, where do I start? Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just want to talk about briefly as well. Um, obviously, earlier on we said sometimes you don't see when people are suffering, do you? Mm. Well, I say sometimes. Pretty much all the time, you can't see it. A lot, yeah, a lot of the time. Naturally, everyone just sort of hides it. Um, and you know, this goes on as well. You said about Robin Williams, but also recently, very recently, uh, Joe Lyons, the producer on Capital Breakfast. Yes. You know, it, yeah, it's crazy because how how you can come off to people and be perceived as, mm. like you say, the center of attention, the funny one, that you know, any of that sort of stuff. But then you know. Is that almost, do you think, a, a defensive barrier mm. so no one really can sort of get involved? And I'm not saying that people yeah. are not necessarily looking for help, but you know what I mean? Some people just want to continue and not be a bother. And obviously that's quite a, a scary thing, isn't it? You know, suffering in silence, it's its a horrible thing. Um, mm. But sort of twisting into that in terms of like bringing it back to yourself, for you, was there anything that you you think people should be paying attention to, you know, to mm. sort of pick up on this? Because obviously, like I say, I'm going to keep saying it because everyone is different. Every case is unique to, to whoever it is. Um, but in your case, was there anything that, you know, you might have wanted people to pick up on first mm. that maybe they couldn't really quite see? just to sort of give examples because then obviously you know this is all about raising awareness I think and obviously it's got a lot better don't get me wrong it's yeah. a lot better than it was you know 50 years ago or whatever but mm. you know it's still not perfect and people are still learning and absolutely in that sense was there anything that people could sort of pick up on in your experience that maybe mm. you know they can pay attention to in you know their friends or loved ones themselves so I think exactly as you've said, I think it is a defence mechanism because um, I don't know about kind of other people and I, I don't know like about you as well, but if people ask me, are you okay? And then they go, are you sure you're okay? And I'll be like, yeah, are you sure you're okay? I sometimes find that a little bit frustrating mm. because I'm th- I, like, and not in a bad way because I know, you know, people are asking because they care, but sometimes I find that like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, Am I like ruining the mood of, yeah. of wherever I am? Like if I'm in a group of people and someone's going to me, "You're right. Are you sure you're right?" I think, "Oh my gosh, is it is people thinking that I'm in a bad mood? Am, am I ruining the the mood of everybody else?" And and that kind of it makes me spiral even more. Um, but on the counter side is that sometimes you know when I yeah when I'm feeling really low, if someone someone notices and says, "Are you okay?" Like it means a lot because if you um say say you're you're out of the pub with your friends and this has happened to me multiple times i'm out of the pub i'm having a really really nice time and then all of a sudden i will i will just like my mood will just switch mm-hmm. and i'll just think like i like i actually don't really want to be here anymore i kind of do want to go home or someone might have said something that has um triggered like a, a bad memory for me or something that um that i had uh, 
you know, one of these topics that I'd addressed back when I had um, counselling and therapy. And even just like slight comments can sometimes just trigger that memory for you. Yeah. And then you might be quiet for the rest of the evening. So that's like one, I think probably one of the main things that I would say is easiest to pick up on is if someone is like, is out with you and they have it, they seem to be having a really nice time and then something kind of happens and they, they might just be a little bit quiet for the rest of the evening or um, even just like, momentarily they might just go quiet but usually they're very outgoing uh, I think that's like a, a telltale sign um but other things as well is um if you are asking someone if they want to meet up uh I I got a lot of guilt about this because I would there was a, there was a phase when I was probably at my worst a couple of years ago and people would be asking me if I wanted to go out and do stuff and I would say no all the time I'd or I'd be like oh I've got you know, I've got this to do, I've got that to do. Um, and I was constantly making up excuses not to see people because I just was not in the right frame of mind. And I thought, well, if I go, I'm going to be in a mood all the time, don't really want to be there. Um, and so I was, like, making up excuses, probably for, like, actually a couple of months not to see people. Yeah. Um, and so that's another thing to spot is, like, if you... if And sometimes people just want their own space, and that's fine. Um, but maybe if it's, like, continual... Uh, of them saying no 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 maybe just check in with them and say hey is it you know, is everything okay like I noticed you've been a little bit distant lately or you know something like that um but I just think it's really important to check up on your friends all the time yeah definitely um and you know don't don't wait for a sign that you need to check up on them as well just like every every couple of weeks just just drop drop them a message and say hey like how is how is everything uh, how are you um and especially right now as well when I think there's a lot of anxiety among people because we got used to lockdown yeah. and it was really hard to get used to lockdown but now all of a sudden it's like oh we can go back out to restaurants we can go back out to pubs and now there's all this anxiety of getting used to the new normal yeah um, it's, to- it's still very weird I'm not gonna lie you, you know oh, going out going out and stuff I yeah, no, it, I don't know, it's very odd, very odd, I get, sorry, I'm really off topic now, but, but like, um, I get really nervous now, it used to be nervous that I wasn't, that, mm. um, oh, what was it, like, nervous that I was wearing a mask, and nervous about, you know, like, yeah. coughing and stuff, now it's, I'm nervous that people don't have masks, I'm, I get quite, yes. aggy about it, and, you know, it's not oh, very I'm nice, but the other day I went into, I'm really off topic. Sorry, <laughs> but I went <laughs> no, to uh, Tesco's the other day. Um, myself and uh, Megan, we went to Tesco's, and I think we counted like thirty odd people that are either not wearing mm. a mask, or not wearing it properly, like having their nose fully oh, out below the nose. Oh, and I just think to myself, that, my pet peeve. <laughs> that person definitely thinks that they're wearing that properly. Um, yes, but yeah, and it's yeah. It, things like that. You just. I don't know, It's the whole world is, for me is, is changed in that sense. So now I'm like, mm. I get a bit on edge if people are not wearing masks, you know, in the shops and stuff. And I get yeah. aware of people touching things in the shops and I'm cleaning. And it is a, like you say, it's, it's a difficult time. But um, yeah, go, going back to it. It's so yeah. weird having to adapt, like, because things are changing all the time. And I mean, I watched, um, last night I watched a documentary, it was BBC Panorama. And it was um, Stacey Dooley had gone into a, a maternity ward. Um, during COVID and it was basically them explaining how the maternity ward has had to adapt um, and I remember one nurse in particular she said at the start we thought that we would be preparing for life 
post-COVID, she said, but actually we're preparing for life with COVID. And she said that that ward and hospitals, they will never be the same. No. Because it, exactly, she said, it's it's never going to be post-COVID. It, it, it will be with COVID. Um, and that is, that's, that presents a lot of anxieties about, about everything, about um, hospital visits. It's like, um, you know, if you uh, were having, or you had problems or something like a health emergency before that you would straight away, you might call 999 for it. Actually, now people are second guessing and they don't want to go to the hospitals because of COVID and they're worried about picking something up. Um, and so they're not getting the help that they need. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's really, it's a really scary time. It's really scary. <laughs> Sometimes you just sit back and you think, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, it, it does feel like a bit of a fever dream. I'm not going to lie. There's moments I wake up and I think, wow, like, yeah. This is this is life currently, and it, that's yeah. you know it sounds so cheesy, but it and this is. will be life. Yeah, well that's it. I think that's the other For thing. For a long it's, time, <laughs> it's the weird. It's getting used to the fact that things will never be quite the same. You know, yeah. we've all been quite comfortable in our, our life. You know, ruining uh, ruining the earth and all that stuff. But uh, mm. <laughs> no, but it is a very weird thing because now it's all changed and I, I yeah I still can't yeah. comprehend things I'll be honest um so you know in my defense I'll just I'll just make a podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, love it yeah. love it so yeah anyway sorry yeah digressed ever so slightly but go, going back um you know as I say it's a big topic very difficult I feel like we've covered quite mm. a bit of you know yeah. your side of things I think it's quite good to get it out there um but I think more important like most important thing right now is do you have advice for a people that are suffering and b mm. people that are, are maybe dealing with someone that's suffering because obviously that's a, a very different yeah. difficult thing altogether like trying to understand what that person's going through absolutely it's like two completely different things both as hard as each other Mm. in all honesty because I know that I've put my family and friends through some really hard times um because of how I've been but they've all been incredible um like being supportive but so so for the uh first first one then um people that are suffering talk to someone um because there are people that want to help you um whether that be friends or family or whether you go um, online or whether you go to the Mind website, um, anything like that, just speak to someone. Um, and you've obviously got Samaritans. Um, that's They're a really, really good one. If you are in a position where you are in a little bit of a crisis and you really desperately need to speak to someone, you know, NHS times can, can be really difficult on uh, waiting. Um, but the Samaritans do uh, a text service. Um, so I've I've never used it myself, but I've got friends that have and that have said that it was uh, really, really helpful. So you can actually um, text them or call them. So I think it's it's one one six one two three and you can call them and uh, they've got trained um, Samaritans that will that will speak to you there and then um, and probably can point you into the in the right direction of um, other people if they're they're not the right ones for you. Um, but that's number one piece of advice speak to people and also 
do a little bit of a trial trial and error of what works for you so obviously it took me a long time to work out that actually for me having stuff to look forward to was what lessened my anxiety because it I had something to strive for and something to get out of bed in the morning for um and for people that are um dealing with somebody that that is struggling um just be there for them that is the biggest and most important piece of advice that I can give is just reassure them that that you're there for them and there to talk with them if they need you um and just I'll do a third one (laughs) for everybody be kind be kind and that is um that is it because sometimes things that you might say to someone uh, even you know if you think that it was it was just a, a joke or an a, you know an off the cuff comment actually that can stick with people for years um i know people um that i work with that you know are in their their 40s or 50s and they actually still deal with um uh, bullying as a child that that's still a, a bit of a, a trauma that, that they deal with because someone in the office makes a little bit of a joke and it, it hits a nerve you just have to be careful about what you say um but Yes, the final one for everyone is just to be kind. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you summed up quite well there. Is there... There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> um, I know, I feel like... Well, I feel like I've just had a therapy session. <laughs> well, I think it's it's good because, again, this subject, it kind of needs to be spoken about more. Uh, you know, as we've said... Yeah. You could go on for hours, yeah. couldn't you? And that's the difficult thing of you know me trying to condense it down into this i mean i'd like to touch upon it again you know maybe with different experiences and stuff but um is there mm-hmm. anything else you'd you'd like to say is like a a, a summary or a fin- you know like a final a final word shall we say i just think that um it's important to remember that it, it, you know you won't be feeling the way you do forever um I mean, there were there were times when I was in a really, really, really difficult place and I didn't think I'd come out the other side of it. Um, but I'm in a very good place now. I'm happy to talk about my experiences, very open, very honest about it. Because it's like at the end of the day, uh, almost everyone, I, I would say every single person in this world will either be affected directly by mental health or by somebody that they, they love um, will be affected by mental health. So everyone will be affected by it in some way. And... I just think it's important that with the right help and the right resources, you can get through it. Um, and, you know, it's not uh, it's not as taboo a topic as it, it was, as I said, at the start, like, even five years yeah, ago. Um, things have changed so rapidly. Um, and, you know, ev- everything will be okay. Um, and so for anyone that needs to hear it right now, that's your message. You will be okay and you will go across to the other side. Wow. Whew. That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but the, there we go. Yeah, perfect. Well done. No, it's and thank you for talking about it with you know such an open sort of mentality. It's good. It's it's really helpful. I think more than anything. So. Ah, if it can just help one person. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's all I aim to do. <laughs> Transition. 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 Music. Music. Top ten. <laughs> 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 I thought I'd sort of, you know, sort 
surprise it and break into it a bit more, yeah. a bit more aggressively. I love it. We'll see how that sounds on the edit. That's gonna be so loud. <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing that. You need to do a little like Christina it. Aguilera riff. Like. Oh God! Could you imagine? Okay. We'll have to record that now. Stick a bit of a <laughs> oh God. theme music on it. Boom! Done. I wouldn't. <laughs> It's going to be no better than mine, uh, so it's all good. Right, yeah, so uh, top tens. So this week we are going for movies or films. Yeah. I don't know which one Ooh. it is. Really, What's but, your, um, which word do you prefer, movies or films? I don't really know. I can't. Movie sounds a bit more blockbustery, doesn't it? Film just sounds mm. like a uh, film. But, I mean, I use both. So, you know, there's probably a film buff out there right now that's screaming yeah. in, you know in this rage is the correct one. <laughs> how dare you use this this is not the correct term right now uh, yeah the but big debate of august both. 2020 <laughs> <laughs> movies or films <laughs> oh god <laughs> yes so movies or films i would like you to please pick your top 10 well i'll say go to movies because that's what yeah. we kind of we've kind of gone along that line so yeah your top 10 go-to movies when you're ready you may begin okie dokie so i'm gonna start with my number one which is my all-time favorite film um chuck it on when i'm sad and need a laugh or chuck it on with friends like it's just you know when you're sat there thinking oh what movie should i put on this is always the one so it's 10 things i hate about you and love it and i've gone with the theme clearly of 10 (laughs) nice Um, yeah but i i just love that film so much it just whatever mood i'm in i would just sit and crack up at it um but i i love heath ledger in it um and the um the scene in the i don't even know what they're called like the stands we're singing Frankie Valley. Oh, yeah. It is just the best. Um, so yeah, he's that's a sort my... as well, isn't he? Let's be honest. Oh, he is. Oh, I love a bit of Heath Ledger. He's he's a dreamy looking guy, and this is the thing. He's he's a superb actor, and mm. you know, God rest his soul, because it's such a shame that he's not in the world still producing his work mm. because he is just yeah, an amazing, incredible an amazing actor. And links actually links well then to the conversation that we've just had. Definitely, yeah. There we go. Yeah. 100%. Unintentional, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the first one. And my second one then is Beauty and the Beast, a classic. Um, As in the old animation? Old animation. I mean, I love Emma Watson in the new one, and I do love the new one, but it's it's got to be the classic. Um, yeah. Just, you can't, you can't go wrong with a bit of classic Disney. Um, but, do you know what? I, I re-watched it a couple of weeks ago, actually, and I hadn't seen it for a while. And I was really underwhelmed when um, the beast turned back into the prince. And I thought, I don't remember you being this unattractive. Very vanilla. <laughs> so vanilla, yeah. <laughs> I was just Is like... it like, oh, what's the other... There's another prince that's really just like, yeah. Average. Okay. Oh. <laughs> was it Snow White's one? Oh, yeah, no. Snow White. No, it... Snow White's one. Snow White's one is a bit of a looker. But when oh, you no, compare him it? to like Tangled, and oh, like Aladdin, Aladdin. Is I just could be. Oh, you know what? I think it's Sleeping Beauty. I think it's the Prince in that. Yeah. I'm thinking of. I can't remember one of them. Basically, I thought. Oh. Very subpar. Right. <laughs> like. 
I can actually try and compare myself to this person. <laughs> However, they are they are very still high up, but you know, yeah. it's more achievable than than say Flynn Rider, which I think Megan oh. absolutely loves. So yeah, he is a bit of me. It's it's a bit it's a bit wrong though, isn't it, to be attracted to cartoon characters? See, I'm glad you mentioned this, and I will go off topic ever so slightly. So, Megan thinks I'm a bit unstable, shall we say? Because obviously, I, I what I've said on the podcast before, there are some cartoon characters that I think you do right. Yeah. And for me, at the time, not so much now because it's a bit weird. Well, but yeah, at the time. Oh no, I'm so scared. At, no, at time, no, Kim Possible, right? There was yeah. nothing. I don't know what it was. I think it was either because she was like a spy, she was fighting. Mm. I Bit don't of a know. Badass. A hundred percent. Yeah. But like at that time, yeah, that. I mean, everyone says, um, oh, what's her name? Jessica Rabbit, don't they? Mm. From um, oh, I, can't I mean, oh, oh, lost it. But yeah, overly sexualized. I think for me. But then I think. <laughs> I've seen it a lot that in, you know, other people saying that they, not this, this sounds really weird now, but like, not their sexual awakening, but like. Where is this going? I don't know. I already don't know. But it's like, it's that sort of feeling of, I don't know, does it awake something inside? I don't know. I can't understand it. I mean, there are people that oh, watch dear. hentai. Let's get into that, shall we? No, oh, gosh, no, thank yeah, you. Hentai. But you know what I mean. I, I mm. basically the moral of the story is I don't judge you. Carry on. <laughs> cool. I feel not judged, and that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> but yeah, I was yeah, just thinking now like, I sound a lot worse. Beauty and the Beast, the Prince is just like, eh. But anyway, ten-year-old me was living for it. So, um, yeah. number three, Mamma Mia. I just love it. Um, can't get enough and I feel like lockdown has kind of invigorated me into watching Mamma Mia all over again because like with TikTok and all the Mamma Mia trends I'm just like oh my god I'm living in the Mamma Mia world Um, but we actually set up like an outdoor cinema so treated myself a little while ago to a projector and a projector screen so we set out um, like outdoor cinema Mamma Mia in the garden a few weeks ago oh it was just the best loved it that's amazing um, and it's just such a feel-good movie. I like the second one, but not as much. I was going to say, not... do you prefer the second one? I, I but... felt, I feel like the first one, everything is a belter, and you can really sing at the top of your voice, but the second one, I just felt it was a bit like, I don't know, I couldn't really go for it. I couldn't really Well, I feel like sing. they just used the same songs, I'll be honest. They threw in a couple yeah. of new ones. I mean, I say that though, Andante, Andante... One of my oh. favourite songs. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I get what you mean. I think the real sort of classic cult following started, you know, Mamma Mia. Mm. And then it was a bit of a cash grab, I think. But, you know. But share. Um, you have to right. have a bit of a pre... Oh! Oh, is this so, controversial? You don't like share in it. <laughs> cause she, well, because she brings absolutely nothing to it. Except she sings <laughs> except Fernando. She share. Really weird. <laughs> Fernando. That's yeah, that's it. Fernando. <laughs> Fernando. That's all it is. And that's what really annoys me. She yeah. ruins that song. I bet like, she was paid millions for it as well. This is what that's the other thing. <laughs> She's probably come in, right? Come in, a bit of a phone in performance. Yeah. Five minutes worth. She walks down some steps. Fernando. That's it. <laughs> done. I just think she 
that was pointless. You could have got yeah. so many other people to do that role. True. It was again cash grab. But That's I, all it I is. do love Cher, so I can't fault her. I mean, realistically, if they came to you and said, "Oh, can you do five minutes?" <laughs> then we'll pay you three million. I, I oh, yeah, yeah I'd do it. <laughs> I'd be all over that in an instant. I'll be throwing out my friend yeah. roll every now exactly. and again. But, uh, yeah, no, exactly. I don't. I yeah, don't the know. first is the best. First is the best. Yeah. Um. We'll go next that. one, Greece. Love Greece again. Another one. Just chuck on. Um, and apparently, I found this out recently, when I was younger, so I want to say when I was like about five or six, apparently I used to put Grease on every single Saturday. Um, and that is the reason Weird. for my brother's utter hatred for for Grease, is because it used to be on every single weekend. Um, and so he hates it now. But, um, I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember that, but that was apparently why I did. But it's oh. deep-rooted in me. I just love it. Very quickly, I don't want to get too much into it, but what do you think of the um, the theory, the conspiracy theory that actually, I think it's Sandy. Sandy's dead. Oh, and yes, it's all I've a dream. seen this. And then they go off, because why else do they go off in a car, in car that flies? What that makes no yeah. sense. The film's kind of grounded until that point, and then it just like it is. it's like fuck it. All right, let's go. We're flying. Because there's no. There's no insinuation at any other point in the film. I say insinuation. There's not. There's nothing magical or spiritual no. or unrealistic at any point no. in the film except for that. Exactly. It's an interesting theory. And that's her her moment of going into the light. Oh, I might have to read up more on this because I'm I've heard of it. Yeah. Maybe no. I'm, definitely get into I'll it. Maybe be converted. This. Well, it's a very weird one, but it makes sense. Mm, it does make but, yeah. sense. Okay. Groups. And she does seem like the kind of girl that... I mean, actually, do you know what? I'm just going to say it. She's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like, watching 100%. the film now, you're like, oh, my God, shut up. That film, right, is actually very messed up when you think about it. Like, yeah. doesn't one of them... Like, see, I don't... I've seen it, but you know, and you're like, I don't care for it, so I'm, I'm, I'm past it. But, like, doesn't one of the characters have a baby or a, something or a miscarriage or, or something? Or, oh, you know what I'm thinking of? Am I thinking of Dirty Dancing? Probably. Yeah, Dirty da- Oh my gosh, you are a mind reader. That's number five. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I did that on purpose as a segue, so you're welcome. Yeah, you must have known. <laughs> yeah, number five, Dirty Dancing. Another Messed classic. up film. <laughs> very. Yeah, it's, um, it's very, very odd. And I've never actually looked into it, but I think about it now. I wonder what the age difference is between... It's massive. Is it? Yeah. I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure she's wrong, she's it? like the equivalent of fifteen, and he's like twenty eight or so. It, I don't know. Oh. There's a there is a big difference because that's the other thing I was going to say. Very messed up. So mm. very, it's a, an old man hitting on a young girl. Yeah. Dancing. Oh. <laughs> oh, and, and a baby issue, and that's the film. Um, yeah. And it's it's almost like the. Um... The owners of the resort like tried to sell off, or well, no, actually, the attendees of the resort tried to sell their daughters off to like the waiters. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a, still like on a your list, though, isn't it? Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. my god, that's a, that's a really dark thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh my it god, does. that's a bit like it's almost like Get Out, you know, when it's like they mm. have like a a big old convention to effectively. Have you seen Get Out? I have, but I I think I watched it in bits, maybe. 
Well, I, I don't want to spoil it, but obviously the whole point is, you know, mm. they bring people in, don't come out again. It's that kind of yeah. vibe. Very weird. It is a bit. Yeah. But oh, there you maybe, go. Maybe that needs to go to the bottom of the list. Well, no, because the music and it's great, <laughs> isn't it? That's the that's the, really the argument that everyone has. No one puts baby in the corner. No. This is very true. She's got to um, stay in the middle of the list. <laughs> wait, is her name actually Baby? I can't remember. It's, or is, she, is that nickname? That's its nickname, um, but I can't for the life of me remember what her actual name is. It's Baby because she's so young. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and now that adds another level of creepy to it, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it does. Baby. Yeah, no thank you. Um... <laughs> Francis. That's her real name. Oh, Francis. <laughs> Francis. Don't know where baby came from. No. But there we go. Well, babies come from when a mummy and a daddy. <laughs> really? <laughs> the more you know. It's educational, this podcast. I've said it time and time again. Yeah, very true. There we go. You've learnt something today, peeps. <laughs> Woo! Um, next one. 1917. Very, very oh, good film. I've still not seen it. Oh my gosh, you have to see it. It's so good. Um, I've seen it, I think I've seen it three times now, which is unlike me for war films um, because they're not typically my cup of tea. Um, but it's the, just the cinematography of that film is yeah. just incredible. Um, and it's got Dean Charles Chapman in it as well, love of my life from Game of Thrones. Is Benedict so, in that, Cumberbatch? He is, yes, he is. He has a little, well, I won't spoil it, but he, has, he does have a little role in it. Um, there's a As few in he physically of... rolls over or... Well, you have <laughs> Or does to he have a granary roll? <laughs> you know, what does he have? <laughs> Just eating yeah, the bread no roll spoilers. in the corner of the room. <laughs> yeah, right out actually on the battlegrounds. He's just there with his war buttons. <laughs> the <laughs> brands like... are available. <laughs> he loves a good war film, doesn't he? He's in he does. the imitation game as well. I haven't seen that. Um... But yeah, he he yeah he's he's good in it. It's a very very good film. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I've heard a lot of, you know, how they make it look like the one take. Mm. Um, yeah, no. And I the see director, no, is it the director or the? I think it's the director. It's actually based on the stories of his grandfather in the First World War. No way. Yeah. Oh. So, um, right at the very end in the credits, they kind of say thank you to whatever the granddad's name is and and their um. Like, is it battalion the right word? I don't know. Um, but for sharing all of the stories. So, yeah, the director's... Ba- it's like he based it on... So the, the two main characters in it are based on his granddad, which I thought was really cool. Oh, that's lovely. Hmm. Oh, Very good. Very good. <laughs> I'll speed through the rest, because I've realised I'm talking and talking. That's all right. No, it's um, me as well, to be honest. I, I don't <laughs> shut up. We've got... Next is The Holiday, and I'm going to package it with Love Actually... So that was, I think, is that seven and eight, maybe? Um, yeah, I think so. Good films, cri- very good Christmas films. Christmas films, but I I just love them so much. Top of the list every year around Christmas time. Um, but, yeah, they're just great films. And, oh, my gosh, Jude Law in The Holiday. Whew. <laughs> love it. Um, I would love to do a house swap one day in the home. Oh, that's that a great, a Jude great Law, idea, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> a Jude what, Law yeah. would knock at my door. <laughs> Jude Law at the door. Mm. Jude Law at the door at four. Anyway, that's my attempt to rhyme. Nice. Uh, so oh, you're a rapper dear. now? Yeah, MC Soph. What, you know, you must I can't believe you've actually yeah, you, you thought of that. 
Your rose off the top. MC to the B. If you don't know me, I'm M to the B. Come there and watch, better See? watch it, Sophie. <laughs> There you go, little, oh, uh, little rap <laughs> sesh for you there. <laughs> um, next, what to expect when you're expecting? A bit of a random one, um, but it's very, very funny. And it's got Chase Crawford in it. Got Cameron Diaz again. Uh, J-Lo. I think Rebel Wilson's in that one as well. Um, I haven't seen that, actually. Very funny yeah. film. Very, very funny. Like, proper, kind of light-hearted one. An easy watch. Um, and then the, the last one... So I got I kind of got to nine and was like, I can't really think of a tenth. Um, and so I chose this one because it has Harry Styles in it. And, you know, <laughs> I, I know have an undying love for Harry Styles. So I've just chucked it in there, Dunkirk. Yeah, good um, film. Very good it film. It actually is a very good film. Um, went to see it with my dad. Um, loved it. it was, yeah, I mean, I, I only went to see it because Harry Styles was in it, but I did enjoy it. <laughs> Um, but and it's made it to the list, so very good. But it's a good purely one. because of Harry, obviously. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, yeah it's very obvious, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. That's top ten. There you go. Top ten films. Ooh. Tick. <laughs> Transition. Transition. Music. Music. going to go into a segment that is fairly new still um if you're listening to charlotte's podcast the harry potter one you would have heard it there but this is a slightly different twist on it so you are going to get the joy of three jingles today (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna absolutely ruin all three of them so we'll start with the first (laughs) are you ready let's go True or false? <laughs> Brilliant. That's the first one. <laughs> they make my day. <laughs> there you go. Ah, it, they are terrible and they don't get any better, so <laughs> I can't I can't apologise enough. <laughs> right, so yeah, if you can't work out from that title, uh, it's true or false questions. So I'm gonna list off a couple well, I'm gonna say about ten true or false questions. And you are going to give me, obviously, the answer, true or false. This week, however, I thought we'd go with a bit of a law theme. So we're going for weird laws around the world. Ooh. Okay. Oh, I love a, uh, love a weird law. <laughs> you love a Jude law. Oh, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cool. I'm going to put some music here. Boom. I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. First question. Um, Alabama, USA. It is against the law to throw confetti or spray silly string. Ooh. True or false? Um, I'm going to say true because silly string is actually very annoying um, I also don't think it's biodegradable, so I feel like it would make sense to ban ban silly string. Well, it's good to go with your gut because it is true. Yes. Uh, it was reportedly enacted for public safety reasons, as they were concerned Ooh. that confetti would be inhaled and cause distress. So, oh. you know, forget the environment. It's us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Right. Weird reasons, but I feel like it makes sense. 
Uh, number two, I cannot pronounce this for the life of me. Tazine? I don't know. Poland. <laughs> uh, Winnie the Pooh is banned from all playground and child areas. Surely not. False. Surely not. Oh, no, it is wrong. It is actually true. <gasps> Winnie the Pooh was banned what? from playgrounds as he was deemed inappropriate. Um, is it because he doesn't wear trousers? Due to the fact that he doesn't why? wear pants and has non-gender specific genitalia. Mm. <laughs> there you go, well, try saying that three times. Well, inappropriate, yeah. <laughs> Very, Very weird. weird. Ooh. Both said that at the same time. <laughs> Jinx. Okay. Uh, I think I've heard this one before. In uh, UK, it is illegal to operate a cow while intoxicated. Operate a cow? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> um, I was going to say ride a cow, but that sounds even worse. And if does, anything, that's something you would do when you're intoxicated. Yeah. I, I imagine. Does that mean milk cow? Operate? I mean, yeah, I think so. Um. Uh, oh, but. Oh, that sounds like a country law, which probably is true. Um, but I, we've had two trues already, so do I go for a false? <laughs> no, I'm going to go for a true. I'm going to go true. I think it's true. Well, it's true. <laughs> Uh, Section 12 of the Licensing Act 1872, which is still in effect, makes it an offence to be in charge of cattle while intoxicated. Mm. That's a that's a weird one. But makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. There's a lot of cattle. You don't want tramping everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Next one. Ohio, USA. It is illegal to get a fish drunk. False. Surely. That, that mean... is correct, yeah, it's false. Ah, phew. It's a very weird one. I was thinking, I don't think that... You, could, you couldn't get a fish drunk, could you? Because unless you put them in a, a, in a tank of, of... Yeah. Then surely that yeah. would probably kill it, alcohol poisoning. I would have thought so. Mm. There we go. Anyway, um, this next one, Italy. It is illegal to build sandcastles in Eraclea. I, I think I butchered that. So. Oh. Um, <laughs> legal to build sandcastles. Let's go with true. It is, in fact, oh. true. Ah, yes. It's a town near Venice and it's a 250 euro fine. Uh, wow. It was implemented for building sandcastles on beaches. That's a very weird. Why. That's a lot of fun you can have on a beach. How dare they destroy that? <laughs> yeah. What are you meant to do? Bury each other, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Bizarre. Very odd. Um, UK again. All males over the age of 14 are to be trained in shooting a longbow. False. Well, I don't even know what a longbow is. It is false. Although, oh, it is false. What's a longbow? Is that so a longbow is like a bow, like a normal bow and arrow, but it's like oh. it's incredibly large and long. It's a longbow. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh damn. I don't think I could put. Should, yeah. Should have used my common sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll show. I'll, I'll send a photo. But yeah, it, yeah, it's false. Yeah, you'll see it and you'll, you'll be like, oh yeah, that mm. is a longbow. <laughs> um, Arizona, USA. There is a possible twenty-five years in prison for cutting down a cactus. Oh, um, true. Correct, it is true. Yeah, oh, the suspense was killing me. 
<laughs> yeah, I should have paused for longer. Um, yeah, apparently it's because it takes an incredibly long time to grow, and they have lifespan estimated to be 150 to 200 years. So. Wow, really? Yeah, don't go cutting down those cacti. Wow. There you go. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah, well, I'm never going to go to Arizona now and cut a cut a cactus. No. Don't really want to get in trouble. Yeah, 25 years, don't I? Okay, this next one's a bit too real. Uh, I'll oh, be honest. Okay. And it hits home. Um, Japan. Oh, it is illegal to be clinically obese. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um. Illegal to be clinically obese. Well, it sounds like Boris might do something similar to this. Um. Uh. True. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> In 2009, yeah. Japanese lawmakers set a maximum waistline limit of 85 centimeters for men and 90 wow. centimeters for women. Uh, I need to go to Japan. Could you, could you imagine, like, going to prison? Because you have to wait. Yeah, there's people. Oh yeah, I, I murdered four men. Um, oh, I robbed a bank. Well, I ate this donut once, uh, <laughs> and it kind of went a bit wrong. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Uh, California, USA. It is illegal to wear cowboy boots unless you own at least two cows. Oh, false. Oh, wrong. The law exists ah. in Blythe, California. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I could get arrested for wearing cowboy boots. Just yeah, pretty much. And... If wow. you don't own two cows, if you've got two cows, you don't have to worry. So you know. Potato, potato. Is it at least two cows, presumably? Yeah, at least. Yeah. Hmm. yeah you can have more. That's entirely up to yeah. you. <laughs> Get arrested if you've got three. <laughs> okay, right. Final one. Back home for the UK again. It is illegal to die in the House of Commons. This is true. True. It's wrong. Is it? An, yep. Another urban myth law that was debunked <gasps> by a spokesman for the House of Commons who said, we're not aware of such law. Oh my god, I said that so you I said, said that, that with my so chest. Constantly. I was convinced. Well Because I thought I th or I thought that some guy had had a heart attack in the Commons once, like years ago, like in the eighteen hundreds, and he got arrested for it. No. I remember it, it was really going no. around though, wasn't it, for a while, like it was going around on the internet like yeah. about this law. So I think it's just it. it like wow. an urban myth that's kind of yeah, grown. So there you go. Oh my god. I can't believe I said that so confidently. How embarrassing. Well, it <laughs> appears that you'd get arrested in some places, but not in others. So, yeah. well done. <laughs> wow. I'm going to wear cowboy boots while I go and cut down a cactus. Watch me. You're a mad woman. <laughs> Live life on the edge, what can I say? <laughs> right, okay, we're going to head into our next section. Um... Here comes the next jingle. You're not ready for this. <laughs> okay, I'll prepare myself. Do 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 do. What's on your radar? I love it. Notice I put more <laughs> on the your today. Yeah. It's so inconsistent. It's unreal. Um. <laughs> but it's unique. It makes it unique. So. My mum says I'm unique, but I think that's just an insult. <laughs> oh, God. If your mum tells you something, it's definitely, like, to protect you. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Or to make you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. 
Well, anyway, this is the part of the show where we get to hear about something you've listened to or watched or mm. or played or eaten or drunk. Anything that's on your radar that you think deserves to be on somebody else's. So, what have you got for us today? So, on the theme of podcasts... Um... So anyone that knows me knows I'm I love podcasts and that is why I'm so excited to be on this one because I'm like oh my gosh thank listen you. to you podcasts can come again. all the time <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> um so yes absolutely obsessed with podcasts and um the one that I have been listening to recently I think it launched um it's either end of July or start of August I'm losing track of time but it's the Michelle Obama podcast ah uh, um, yes absolutely love her um I've, I've read her book i've watched the oh and i suppose another thing on the radar is her documentary on netflix really really good um that's also called becoming um and <clears throat> she's got a little journal as well which um one of my lovely work friends um gifted me um but the podcast she kind of talks all about um relationships so whether that be relationships with ourselves, relationships with um, family members, relationship with the world and society, it, she, it is just incredible. I cannot kind of rave about it enough. Um, as the most recent one, which I'm kind of halfway through, is the one with her brother. Um, and she touches on a lot of the stories that she discussed in her book. So when they were growing up and lived with their grandparents um, on the top floor of the, the grandparents' house and... Um, talking about all kind of like life lessons that they learned when they were younger and it's, she's just the most incredible speaker with so many amazing stories um, and so I just love her podcast and the first episode's got Barack Obama in it so um, that's a, a really good listen as well but yeah that's that's what's on my radar love that very podcast nice. very good uh, anything else? no <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's, that's all my life revolves around at the moment. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, okay. So, I... Well, my radar is musical-based. Well, not musical. Music-based this week. Um, and starting off with an artist that I think is highly underrated. I don't I don't know how many people know. I could just be making that up. Like, you know, you know I imagine probably a lot of could people Could be like know. a global phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. And I would not have even realised... Um, <laughs> But no, there's this woman called uh, Maria Mina, or Mina, and oh, basically, the album I think you should listen to is Growing Pains. Now, I will be honest, it's not like your upbeat kind of music. It's not like, mm. <laughs> I mean, it's it's happy in some senses, but also it's quite an emotional piece. Um, yeah. But I listened to it a lot when I was going through a rough time. Um but there's all sorts of songs on there that are really, I just think, very, very powerful. Uh, she's been going around mm. for years as well, like years and years. Uh, but yeah, it's Growing Pains. And the song that I... Well, I mean, there's loads on there that I think are great. But Bend Till I Break. Uh, you Deserve Better. Um, there's all sorts on there. Check that out. I like album the sound out. of that second one. I feel like that's a, a good preach song. I love songs that are all like there's yeah i mean telling me that i deserve better i'll read them to you quickly now the songs there's good god the baby leaving you i don't want to see you with her as you can tell it's quite emotional stuff but it's it's not how you think some of it twists it the other way around very basically her voice is insane um i'll I'll play a clip from the music now 
shortest of times on my own I made some mistakes I made of you But I learned that I am strong And just because it hurts Doesn't mean it isn't worth it And even if it stings mm, It's just a temporary thing Saying that changing won't cost you love, won't make you cry, but it will all make sense mm, when the growing pains subside. There you go, you didn't hear that, but <laughs> everyone at home has. Uh, but yeah, no, I would definitely look at that album, it's a very good album, very powerful, emotional stuff, and it's you know, it's always good to sort of broaden your horizon in terms of music as well, I think so. There yeah, you go. Definitely. That's my radar. Have to give her a listen. Yes, definitely. Sounds good. Sounds like right up my street, actually. Here comes the next jingle. Ooh. Get yourself ready. I'm uh, ready. Here we go. <clears throat> What's your plug? See how aggressive that is. <laughs> it's yeah. It's super aggressive, and I don't I know. I yeah. As you can tell, I spent I so all. long working on these. Um, <laughs> I feel like after every single one, I've said, I love it. <laughs> no, I do. I think they're great. Well, I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. I think, I, I never know. I think people at home just think, what an absolute loser. <laughs> oh, Maybe. I mean. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's still not out of the question. It definitely is the case, but there we go. Oh, I think they're brilliant. But yeah, so this is the part of the show where I get my guests to give me, uh, well, I I was going to say it again. It's really bad. This is the part of the show where I get my guests to plug themselves. Um, <laughs> classic. So I get them to give me an example of their work they're working on, a, a charity or a business or an idea, anything like that that they think that people should be involved with or you know they want people to follow. Uh, this is their time to mention that to you. So with that being said, what have you got? So I am... Um... I have a, a, it's a plug in advance, I would say. Um, earlier on this year, I was meant to go and do a wing walk. Um, so it's where I'm strapped to a plane um, and the plane flies around and I'm just wailing on the front <laughs> saying, get me down. <laughs> um, so I was meant to do that in July. Um, and uh, unfortunately, due to COVID, that got cancelled. Um, but that was a charity wing walk um, to raise money for the um, Royal Brompton and Harefield Hospitals charity. It's one that's very close to my heart. Um, my mum was very ill uh, a few years ago and, and still um, visits Harefield Hospital very regularly um, for checkups and things like that. So um, that's that's one that um, that would is what I'd like to plug um, is the fundraising paid for that. So it's actually kind of double plug because it's, it's, you have to go to my Instagram to find the link. Oh, I see how um, it is. Yeah, oh, I know. Right. I thought I'd take advantage. <laughs> <laughs> so my Instagram is Sophie E Barber, and the link to the Just Given page is in my bio. So it won't be happening now until July next year, um, unfortunately, because it got pushed back. Um, but any donations that you can give, I would be eternally grateful for. Um, they do really, really great work, beating heart and lung disease. Um, and obviously, you can go to their website if you want to find out a little bit more about that. But done lots of fundraising for them before, so I wanted to do something big this time. Um, Excellent. So that's my plug well the way to look at that though it's been pushed back it also gives more time for people to donate so very true there you go yes this is true go on (laughs) 
Go on, people, get on the link. <laughs> go on, go on, you know you want to. Go on, do it. No. <laughs> got 11 months. <laughs> 11 months, go on, slack it. No, it'll be fine. No, £10 uh, <laughs> a month if you want. <laughs> okay, no, I will put that all in the description below as well. So I'll get Sophie to give them, oh, give them all you. to me and I can then stick it in there. But yes, perfect. That's a great, great shout out, I think. Excellent. And uh, I think with, with that being said, we have also come to the end of our time for today, unfortunately. Oh. It's been lovely to catch up. It's been so nice to catch up and thank you so much for having me on because I was so excited when you said I was like yay. <laughs> no, thank you for coming on. No, it, you know, taking the time out, um, and also sort of bringing up so many personal things and making it so open. I think is good and I think it's you know something to be very proud of, and hopefully you oh. know this will help at least one person that's in a situation yeah. they can't really see the the way out of at this point in time, but. Exactly that. If it's helped one person, then I will be over the moon. Yeah, and I, yeah. So I think yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for coming on and uh, talking about it. Thank so you for having me. Openly. No, perfect. Um, yeah. Nothing more to say than uh, I'll probably put the outro. There's a there's a fly in my room. Oh. <laughs> okay. That was well, my fly impression. Uh, well, <laughs> nice. There you go. <laughs> Have well, it for free. On that note, then I'll probably put the uh, the outro here. <laughs> I won't, but you know. Great. Ongoing joke. Not funny. There we go. <laughs> oh, dear.